Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, joining you from upstate New York. That's actually a chicken coop over my left shoulder. Mr. Molitor, joining me as always. How are you on this fine day? Uh, what's it like to be on a show with someone in a more rural place than you are? Yeah, I am indoors. I am in a strip mall behind an abandoned Kmart. So uh, you are very much more rural. I'm very, uh, very urban, man. So uh, yeah, I'm next to the like local Uber Eats that isn't Uber Eats. It's like our own and uh, a wig shop. That's where I'm at. So chicken coop sounds pretty a good. Wig a wig, yes, a wig shop. There, there's well, the wig shop industry is booming in this part of town. But uh, yeah, do you ever I go in there and play around? No, fun wigs. Oh, they're very strict COVID rules in there. So I just stick around in my little office, talk sports with you, hang out, and get you know get the Olympics pumped up. I, and in fact, fuck, I have direct TV out at the farm, and we had a bad storm last night, and I was watching swimming, and right as the second leg of like an individual medley goes by, it just craps out. My God. So I'm like trying to pull it up on my phone right away. It's uh, direct, sorry, direct TV, but you are the nut low when things get stormy. <laughs> that said, I have watched a lot of Olympics lately and I am excited. I thought I brought this up on last night. I brought it up this morning. I'm not super hopeful, I guess, because I've been fooled before by NBC and Peacock, but the golf is supposed to start around supper time or dinner time for people who don't live around these parts. Like, if that's a thing that I can watch on like USA or, you know, uh, CNBC, if they just put on the golf coverage after like I eat supper, I sit down and watch golf until I go to bed. Like that's, that's pretty solid. I would be all about that. Like, it's not like I don't watch golf tournaments makes sense. here in the office in the morning, but nighttime golf sounds kind of good. So I'm kind of pumped up for this one. And you know what? After this is done, there's a women's if, tournament too. If I do the conversion, right. Yeah, if I do the conversion right, I think 6 p.m. your time is like 8 a.m. in the morning there, so that would make sense. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, they're just starting up right away in the morning. Once once people wake up in the Tokyo, they'll start playing some golf, and yeah, it'll be like evening here. So I'm pretty excited about that. I do have some bets. If you caught approaching the green last night, we had to switch things up a little. There's no cut line. I didn't find hole in one bet, so we just we uh, took a page out of the swimming. And just called it freestyle. Like some of those categories that just said, bam, honestly, bet whatever you want for that category. Find anything you want. So we uh, we just freestyled it. And we found a couple of fun bets. I found a couple I liked. Uh, the uh, I think this is Dan that is commenting in the comments. says, Olympic golf is on the golf channel. Now I know you guys are just trolling me. Golf channel doesn't show golf. That's hilarious. It'll just be fairty. Like fared over and over and over. It's just people talking. About yeah, it. people talking about golf and like, uh, here's a, here's a fluff piece about Pat Perez's dad again. Like, just twenty minutes of this, maybe a couple shots. But I did, um, regardless if I'm be able to watch it or not, I did make some bets for round one. If you caught last night, I made one that was a first round leader bet, sort of. It was the Morikawa to be the first round leader. And then also win the tournament. So it's like a super correlated parlay. So they're not giving you true parlay odds, but I believe it was 28 to one. I didn't think that was horrible. Basically betting him first round leader and then hoping he can hold on in a short field with a bunch of people who probably don't have the chance to compete anyway. Essentially, it's like a 30 man field. This is like the tour finals with a bunch of guys from the US missing. 
So uh, first rounders, though, I did take Hoshino over Schwab. Some of these guys, I had to do some digging to figure out exactly how they've been playing because some of these, especially the lower end, some of these guys don't play on the regular tours. You got guys that play the Jap, the Japanese tour. I think it's just called the Japan tour. You got guys who are playing the European tour pretty steadily. You got guys that bounce back and forth. You know, the top names are the top names. I know plenty about them. But down the board a little, there are some uh, some names where I had to dig in and really figure out how their form was right now. Later this afternoon, I will have a blog out with uh, some full tournament head-to-heads. I will take care of all that. Um, if you caught the show Monday or Tuesday, I did have outrights. All of those outrights, I believe, have accrued some value at this point. I think they've all kind of tickled their way down, which is makes me feel a little okay. better. Almost almost got a couple last week. Hit one the week before, so hopefully back for the Olympics. But uh, some top 20 bets yesterday. I think I'm going to add the one that Pam had last night. I found an even better number on Johnny Vegas. But uh, just, yeah, just two round one head-to-heads in Hashino over Schwab at plus money. And then Sungjae. We bet on him a couple times last night. I'm going to bet on him again. Sungjae okay. over Lowry. Yeah. I, I hate the narrative. And they're stuff. practicing too, hasn't he? Yeah. And he has. Get the British thing. He, yeah. He has taken this pretty seriously. And even throwing the narrative, like, yes, he has to do well here stuff out. I make this a value play because they do have him priced as the dog in this outright because the straddle on round by round matchups is pretty heavy. You ain't getting 10 cent lines here, guys. So that is actually an underdog price and shop around. You might even be able to find a 105 on that. So him over Lowry, Oshino over Schwab, and I'll have full tournament head to heads later on today. In blog form on the Betsperts platform, I'll tweet it out too. Love the golf. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's going to be nice nighttime golf. Hopefully, they can give it like its own channel, or you can go on the app and just watch it because that'll be great. That'll definitely if it, be. If screen. it is on the golf channel, I'll be pretty pumped to sit down and just watch golf all night. But uh, did you catch any of the women's quarterfinal action yesterday in the tennis tournament? Went back and, and rewatched a little bit of it this morning. Uh, we went 1-0-1 on our bets. Uh, Miss Fidelina, who you'll see, we'll talk about again here shortly a little bit, did win for us. Um, and then our other uh, woman retired there. Miss Bedosa lost the first set and retired 1-2 and two on Futures. Uh, Pavlyuchenkova got the first set but could not hold on against Belinda Bencic. But Elena Rybakina, Andy, now into the semifinals. She's a solid favorite there, minus 175 or so uh, to make the finals. So we got her at 25 to 1. Looks like it's doing pretty well. You know, knock on wood here. It looks like she's the favorite right now in live outright. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that gets us across the line. That's always fun. Yeah, we need to have the Olympics more often. It just seemed too easy. Like to, you have a 25 to 1 that I'm just the, the way this draw shook out was kind of funny, but yeah, 25 to 1 live favorite to win her semifinal match, be in the finals, and probably the favorite, depending on things go here in the uh, two semifinal matches. I'm not edging at all, I just don't. No, and even be. in the finals, I, I won't either. So we'll, we'll rebar, we'll ride her all the way. And looks like you have an, uh, some action on the other half side of the draw for is this tonight, overnight? What do we, what time is this? Am I putting you on the spot this there? I have no idea. This is tonight. They just sort of keep going here. 
Yeah, they just sort of keep going here. And this is not a repeat, actually. Uh, this is actually basically what we bet yesterday. We're going to do it again. Uh, Miss Vondrasova advances due to that retirement. Again, I think the market's still giving her a little too much credit for her win over Osaka. Yes, she did win the last match. But again, Badosa retired and, and quit. So still happy to place Fidelina. We're on slow hard courts, which is just great for her. And she's just in really nice form. She's playing good tennis. And, and I don't really see what Vondrasova can do to challenge her. I think we're also getting a little bit of value here because if you go back and look at the head-to-hand, Andy, Andy, those can always be tricky because the last time they played was in Rome, which is on clay. And Vondrasova kind of beats Fidelina up pretty good there. And bad position for Svitolina, not a good travel spot for her. She actually isn't very good on clay. So I think all these things are combining to for people to maybe overvalue Vondrasova here. I have Svitolina closer to minus 165, almost minus 170 if I tweak some stuff here. So minus 145, minus 150 all looks good. Keep backing Elise Fidelina Monfils. Monfils, Monfils, yes. Go. The country is she from? Uh, Ukraine. The Ukraine. I wanted to say the Ukraine. God, I wish that was Russia still. I can use another Russian gold medal. Wait, what? Do you want to go back to the USSR? Or is this really what we're going to talk about? Nah, I mean, it's like the this. Russian this Olympic Committee. Can't they? Can't they? Yeah, can't they? grab some of those countries again and put them in with them just for metal purposes. Yeah. Go Russian Olympic committee. I need you to get a little bit more. Um, win total Wednesday. So this is going to come off weird. And I mean, you can just put the graphic up Dan. Uh, Drew is, so I'm on vacation next week. Drew is actually on vacation starting tonight. Like he's out of town. So the deep dive that you would be watching to talk about the bills and Patriots has actually already happened. We already recorded it yesterday. It is. It has happened in the past. We'll post it up this afternoon. It'll be up. Sorry, you can't join live. It will be posted this afternoon. So, like, I'm going to speak about the Bills part of the deep dive in past tense because I've already talked about them. Drew and I already sat and talked about the Buffalo Bills for 45 minutes. Even though you've never heard it, seen it, it will be up and in podcast form, obviously, this afternoon, too. But this was, Drew and I kind of landed on this together. And I'm going to do some conversions because there's some 10 and a halfs for the Bills as well at 150, 160. But I played a cheaper 11, and a lot of this is just based off the schedule and the continuity. We talked about this, how many times a team, you know, turns it around, gets a quarterback playing really well, makes it to the conference championship, and then loses a, a coordinator. They didn't lose either coordinator. In fact, I don't think any of the teams that made the championship weekend lost any coordinators. It was a wild hiring cycle. We bring that up a little too, but they play at Kansas city. They play at Tampa Bay. And then the other 15 games are very much winnable. Like not, not just winnable, but there's some just gimmies on there. They're over a touchdown favorite or they're, they're like a six point or more favorite in like 10 games. And that you don't win all of them. There's always weirdness in the NFL schedule, but I'm really, really struggling to find a worst case scenario where they have six losses. Like all of my worst case scenarios are, you know, a, a, a four loss team, essentially. Like, I do think this team will be very good. We talked about this too a little. I saw a uh, coach of the year 
number 18 to one for their coach. And I, I talked to Drew about that. I'm like, what, ha- like, is that just the price for them to win the one seed? Like they just beat Kansas city in that spot in Kansas yeah. city, they get the one seed and he gets it. Cause the ex- it's hard to win coach of the year when the expectations are already so high. So I'm staying away from that. I wish it were a higher number, but yeah, just going through, go through the schedule. You can find it drew posted or, and we will have it posted here. Once we uh, get this podcast up, you can see the the schedule graphic that Drew makes for all the teams. But just off the bat, they play, you know, three of their first four games. They're six or more point favorites. They have a stretch in the middle of the season where they're seven, six and a half, seven, six point favorites. And then late in the year, they're a nine, eight and six and a half point favorite in three of their last four games. I mean, there's just so many games that are going to be a touchdown fave. And it's just kind of a don't overthink it. This team kept a lot of continuity. Hopefully the Beasles thing gets sorted out and we take this to the bank. I think worst case scenario is a push on this. So, and yeah, I was uh, going to ask you in general, you know, with the set, with the extra game on the schedule, have you seen some resistance and almost more value in some of these bigger numbers? Because, you know, people might still be coming at this with the, with the mindset of, you know, 11 and five. Wow, that's a really great season. But 11 and six, I mean, it, it obviously it frames it up a lot more different and i wonder if there is kind of like a big number bias thing that people just haven't adjusted mentally yet and i I think that's why i approached it from a losses standpoint because the wins like a 10 win season an eight and eight season all that stuff is so anchored in your mind and you have these anchoring biases about some of those numbers so i just started approaching it from a losses standpoint like 11 wins means six losses and i really 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 struggled to find scenarios where they they you know if you lose the tampa and the kansas city game no that's no sweat off my ass like those are tough games against the two super bowl contending teams from last year at their houses and then you know at tennessee at new orleans and then from there like your next toughest games are at new england and at miami it's it's it is really just tough for me to find the six losses so yeah 11 and 6 feels like the absolute floor obviously a josh allen injury and this one goes to hell but that's kind of what you risk anytime you're betting an over in the nfl that's why i'm going to lean more on under so somebody in the chat like the way you said it thinking about the losses makes more sense yeah i tried to approach it kind of backwards there and then uh kellen here in the chat says bills chiefs bucks parlay to win the division who ruins this for me uh, Deshaun Watson, like if Watson ends up in Denver with all those young receivers, I mean, I'd, I'd probably just wait. I'm, I'm sketched out about playing anything in the AFC West as long as the Broncos are trying to add a quarterback because like Teddy Bridgewater isn't winning that division. Uh, Drew Locke no. isn't winning that division. Uh, Justin Herbert, that team could make a big, big step forward. But yeah, the, the Bills and Bucks should probably win their divisions pretty handily. I like a little parlay action though, so... I don't hate that. What day is it today? Is it Wednesday? Yes, yeah, win total Wednesday. Wednesday. That's all right on the screen. Um, <laughs> so we're at like 36. Oh, yeah, I think Dan put it in the damn description. 36 hours to the the draft. We're in the fourth quarter. That's what VR we're says there. right now. We, we are in the fourth quarter here. We're not going to add are. too many more spots. But things Just really – it was clear as mud two weeks ago, but things are starting to shape up, sharpen up. And, yeah, you've got another ad for the draft tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, like you said, things are really starting to shape up. That's kind of what we see, you know, 10, 14 days out, you hear whispers and things are starting to get stronger. Um, for those of you that are looking to do kind of fun things like exactas or superfectas, the superfecta we did yesterday looking much better. Uh, so got some favor there. Yeah. 
it's the first three picks unless something absolutely insane happens, which, again, I can't come up with any reason. It's not going to be Cunningham, then Green, then Mobley. I mean, it's those are your first three picks. Kind of work your way from there. But today's ad, we're going to be looking at Isaiah Jackson, uh, someone who's been kind of falling here in the recent drafts. He had been as low as 18 um, in some of these spots. He was even 12 in like a CBS draft like a week ago, but starting to see him pop up at 21, 22, 23, 24 all over the place. His average draft position in mocks now is 20. Um, There is an older mock that still has him at 18. But, you know, regardless of all that, really like his over here, over 18 and a half looks really nice to me. Um, Put minus 150 up here. There is a little better number to poke around, but minus 150 is, is fine here. I think we're looking at somebody who's going in the 20s. So over 18 and a half here on Isaiah Jackson for one more draft prop, and then we'll put together kind of a recap tomorrow, see how we're doing on everything. Um, I know we have a guest tomorrow, but we'll try to save maybe five minutes for the end there, put up what we've got, try to see maybe what the market lines are and see if maybe we see how we're doing. Hopefully uh, feeling positive going into the draft. I think I'm feeling pretty positive. And yes, as Mr. Noops has alluded to, we will have a guest, someone coming on talking. We have gold cup semifinals, Qatar and right. the U S and what is it? Canada, just Canada, Mexico, right? I think so. Yeah, all the all the big all the big countries, the three most populous countries from CONCACAF and Qatar, naturally. So we are in the the Gold Cup does not get the fanfare of the Euros. I don't think it gets the fanfare of you know the the South American one. In fact, the you know the the Cup of Africa or whatever is more fun than this because there's so many other countries that are near the same population. But yeah, we will talk about the semifinals. There's some good betting opportunities there. I believe the finals will be this weekend then. So looking for Qatar and Mexico to go at it this weekend. But we'll talk semifinals tomorrow. Frank will be on for a baseball Friday. Uh, like you said, we'll do a draft bet recap before we get into the draft tomorrow. We'll probably have some. You know, it's a nice part about golf this week. Golf will be over. Like the round will be over. I can sit and talk about some round two plays tomorrow, some round three nice. plays on Friday. I'll be at the airport on Saturday, but I'll probably just sit there and type some stuff up yet. So I'll have some golf stuff. And yeah, before we go, we do have to thank our sponsor, WinBet, who uh, has a $500 risk free bet, like always, for new accounts. You can find the sign up link in the pinned tweet at Brown Bank Bets if you want a Yeti. You can still get a Yeti. We're giving Yetis away still, probably for another week or so. If you take advantage of the risk-free bet, you can just send us over a screenshot of that bet slip, and I'll send you a 30-ounce Rambler custom laser etched white Yeti just for you. It's right there on the screen. You can see the picture. It is beautiful. So, And some, some fun announcements next week. So, yeah, look for the deep dive later tonight. It'll be posted up on YouTube and obviously in podcast form and again thank you for joining us thanks for anybody who watched listened or hung out and have a good day see you.